0: I'm worried. You're worried. We're worried. Let's worry.
1: Hi, I'm Kevin McDermott.
0: And I'm Casey Granvo.
1: We're performers at the CT Comedy Theater in Hartford, Connecticut. And while our physical theater is shut down due to the pandemic. We're excited to bring our show, Little Worry, Big Worry, to you in this digital space. On each episode of Little Worry, Big Worry, we are joined by a very funny guest to talk about what we're worried about, the silly little things and some of the bigger personal fears that we're facing these days. We talk things over, we break it all down, and hopefully feel a little less worried at the end of each episode. Casey Grambo, how are you?
0: I'm good. I am feeling cozy, feeling excited to chitter chat and to, uh, kind of get some Are you deliberately
1: cozy because of the snow that's currently falling where we are?
0: I'm always trying to get that deliberate coziness on whenever it is.
1: (sighs) You gotta be very, very purposeful with your coziness.
0: Do you feel like coziness happens to you?
1: I am. Um, no, no, I don't. I don't assume that coziness will happen to me. I okay. I am. I pursue coziness with a passion. I mean, with a vigilance, frankly, um, <laughs> at times. Yeah. Oh, my
0: gosh, that's fabulous. I, I think live have to be vigilant.
1: Are you I, I, I live with a wife who is perpetually cold and like mm. striving and searching for coziness. Where do mm. you fall on the like body temperature continuum?
0: I'm in the in-between. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm always cold, but I, but then I'm like, well, I'm not actually that cold, but I just this, this sounds ridiculous. I feel like there's kind of like a stereotype of like girls being cold oh, and yeah. maybe I'm just like playing into it. Maybe I need to stop playing into it.
1: It's all in your, all in your head. Although I don't think so. Cause my wife is legitimately cold when She's it is cold. like I'm 75 degrees it. out. Yeah.
0: Well, so speaking of just like cold and like cloudy, Kevin, you'd recommended last week for me to watch a video about, or last week, last time, yeah, to watch a video um, from this man. I think it's John Lord.
1: John Lord. John yeah. Lord.
0: He is an Irish gardener who has a shady garden. And Kevin, I had, I had some thoughts. I was cracking up because, you know, this guy's fabulous. I yeah. thought it was so funny that his garden was like at first I was like, is this garden just a series of plants like in a line along a path? But I realized I was that they're like just lining up for no sun right here. Um, but the guy was just like really fun. And like people in the comments were like, he's like a bull in a China shop. <laughs> and I'm like, "It." I feel like he was the most like re- like relaxing frenetic person I've ever seen, yeah. which was unusual.
1: He loves those plants like his affection for the plants in his shady garden, which uh, I discovered because I had for like a moment, a delusion that I would plant my own shady garden, which that's an absolutely ridiculous idea. Uh, so I researched shady gardens. This man's shady garden is world renowned really and he loves those plants. Um, and to hear him talk about them, it just, it puts me in such a, Good place. I it's love so
0: definitely it. Definitely a good mood feel. Yeah. No matter how frenetic everyone thought he was in the comments, but they all—it was all positive. But they were—he's yeah. like, wild. He's gonna shake my hair like he's shaking the plants. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he he has just such a great demeanor and um, yeah, just an energy that uh, I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, two episodes ago, you recommended that I write a, a letter, and I have written four letters. I will have you know in the past like five to six days that were really it was wonderful therapeutic and very um i like the thought that it requires to like sit down and be deliberate about what you're writing so thank you for that recommendation
0: i love it and i've continued on like the like letter slash card train um and i like when i was at the store getting like ketchup or whatever i ended up also buying some like cards so i i too can will continue on uh all right i mean I, I those were great, great episodes, episodes uh,
1: yeah and i know we're gonna have another great one today we have an mm-hmm. awesome awesome guest um joining us today is a washington dc based improviser and comedian you can find him on twitter at gb simons we are thrilled to welcome to the show gary simons Woo! applause applause yeah! applause Gary, hey, what's gary. Up? hey. hello hey. Thank What's you up? for being
2: here with us, Gary. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I'm super excited. I'm so excited.
0: I'm so excited to get to see Gary because Gary is I guess like Connecticut native. Like you're from Connecticut originally, right? Yeah.
2: And... Yeah, all 21 years of my life that in Connecticut.
0: <sighs> such a youngin but we Kevin and I have had the distinct pleasure of getting to perform um with Gary at CT Improv as part of the touring company on our stage so it's just really nice to see somebody it's the only benefit of this online uh connecting is that no matter how far away people are you can get to see them so Gary yay you're here yeah yeah
1: I'll add, Garrett, when everything got shut down, you and I were lucky to be a part of a video project that was, like, I yeah. think my first creative opportunity in, like, yeah. lockdown quarantine. And you were, of course, hilarious, and it was super fun to do that video. Yeah, but no, this
2: it's so cool.
0: This isn't, the la- like, the last quarantine video you made, though. You were just telling us about a video that I think people would enjoy hearing about.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm an RA um, at Georgetown uh, currently, and I live in an apartment. And basically one issue that we've had is that people are just leaving their trash in the hallway, which is not where you leave trash <laughs> ever. So we uh, so that, like that really checks out. Stuff. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I uh, went through the history books and no one was leaving trash <laughs> in the hallways. It's uh It's actually it's actually there's extensive papers on this stuff, um, which, <laughs> Before I made this video, I needed to make sure I was checking my bases. So I then made a video um, educating people on where they can take their trash when they want to get rid of it, um, and it, w- it it was pretty successful. It went to people that I didn't even know, like they weren't even my residents. Like it w- apparently it was like a funny video because I was like going around being like, "That's not the trash room. That's also not the trash room. Um, you know where the trash room is? Not here." So. It's <laughs> in,
1: it, it's- and it, it got your residents to stop being jerks and throwing their trash in the hallway?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I right. think the embarrassment of knowing <laughs> that where they were putting it wasn't the trash room, I uh, got to them. So. I'm proud of you.
1: I'm and glad. supported by academic papers. It's good to have you know yeah. humor, instruction, and sound academia support behind you.
0: I'm feeling yeah. proud and inspired. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
1: Well, Gary, we're uh, psyched to have you here. Uh, every week we do a couple of little worries and uh, throw some ideas around and then talk about a couple of big worries. Leading us off this week with a uh, little worry, Casey Grambo.
0: Here I am. Yeah, we got to warm it up. We're just going to throw our guests into the pond. I'm <laughs> jumping in the pond. Okay.
1: <laughs> we have a so pond? I didn't know we had the a pool.
0: I think ponds are the most worry-based body of water.
1: Well, I think they feel probably pretty inadequate that they're a pond. Ponds deep.
0: I could. They could be. I think it's like being like a stagnant large body of water. It's like ooh. Mm, yeah, mm,
1: you got some issues. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so my little worry, um, is that I'm worried that I am going to poorly decorate my house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> terrible attitude to start out with. I, 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 thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: I guess like I'll give a, a teeny bit of context. Um uh my fiance, Nate, moved into a house. Um we are able to decorate it and and like furnish it and whatever. Um, and I the uh, the stress of like the <laughs> The like, like I am having choice paralysis. Like, I'm like, (laughs) what do I do? Where do I start? If I do anything, I might hate it. And it just is.
1: Do you have a unifying uh, vision? Is there an overall unifying (laughs) aesthetic? Because as you can see from the collage of just insanity of just crap that I throw all around my basement. Um, I, I know what I'm talking about here.
0: <laughs> I, I, uh, well, it's a Victorian house. So it kind of comes with a strong aesthetic, like from the get go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a lot of character. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to like create any sort of unify. I, I I'm, I'm an eclectic person. Yep. I'm drawn to your, your wall of, uh, you know, Uh, Kind of collage of junk. Yeah, found stickers. Found (laughs) stickers. (laughs) Found sticker. Yeah. Found stickers. stickers. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm also kind of like, and Gary, you might connect with this just for being a college student. I'm, I very much connect to the vibe of like, oh, someone's gonna give me this thing, like I'll take it. You know, like I'm very much like a scavenger of furniture. (laughs) Um. Yeah does no, that happen at your school gary
2: yeah no i mean i remember my freshman year there was like a senior who was like moving out from like where he was living oh. and so he was giving away like all the stuff he had oh and it was, yeah I this, yeah i took this like m- map of dc that he had like etched into like wood and yeah, cool. it doesn't fit anywhere and where i like where i live. like it doesn't work and it's, it's <laughs> kind of frustrating but it's like amazing because he gave it to me
1: that was a glorious day, move out day, and you just like treasures, treasures everywhere. I remember I got a stereo.
0: Yeah. Was like just I can't throw electronics I'm, in the garbage. Yeah.
1: I was like, you're leaving yeah. a stereo, sweet man. Like, all right. Yeah.
0: It's TVs. really wild. TVs, couches, you know, um, futons. Like, and I've always, and you know, I I love stuff that's well made and like, but I'm hesitant to. Well, not even hesitant. I don't really have lots of dough to spend on, like you know, this is a solid wood table. Like I don't have, like I don't have solid wood table funds. Um, so <laughs> I'm just like, I-, I feel like I'm worried about having a unified vision that will um, slay my eclectic and more um, freewheeling decoration vibes.
1: Yeah. What um are are you? Um, How do I want to ask this? Do you like having a lot of stuff around you? Like, not in a hoarder sense, but like, Mm -hmm. do you do you like cleanliness and minimalism? Or do you like kind of packing in and density of like, materials and decorations and
2: things? There's definitely a lot of like implied like appeal to the clean and minimalism. Like, <laughs> like, do you like clean, you think I like nice, kind of like spacious, you know, <laughs> or like really dense, like really tight, um, like
0: like it's really like gross, it's, like really hard to. Clean.
2: <laughs> it's like hard to breathe because there's like not a lot of stuff to. Like... And it's a
1: it's a dank kind of
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you like uh... do you like stuff to be like have stuff growing on it? yeah well mean
1: or yeah okay so not a recluse um with boxes about to topple on you and crush you
0: again like i really do feel like i'm in the middle because i do think minimalism sometimes lends itself and now we're getting into it i think sometimes (laughs) minimism minimalism lends itself to like pointless decor um of like Mm. here is my here is my circle vase that's you know, white. And so is everything else, you know, in my house or whatever. (laughs) Um, I'm not into that. Like I'd rather have, I'd rather have something that somebody gave to me and like none of it matches, but it like, everything is like, I would rather assign. I like when things have meaning. I like having, um, I like cozy. Like I said, cozy, I Mm. cultivate the cozy. Um,
1: Cultivate the cozy. Yeah. Did you just solve your worry right there?
0: Uh-huh. I may have like maybe that's my mission statement
1: cultivate the freaking cozy Casey I mean cul- <laughs> you know <laughs> Casey she's always cultivating the cozy
0: <laughs> do you guys have like I'm curious like do you guys have some I, I know p- part of me feels like it's not important but also at the same time I want to create something that I like I like enjoying my space I like looking at I, I guess I'm easily swayed by my environment like a, a vibrant vibrant things or like things that make me feel happy like or make it easier for me to feel happy um how do you guys deal with that kind of stuff
2: for me i think um i still keep a lot of like i get excited by things that like still excited me like when i was a kid yeah so like my bed is lofted and there's a ladder right there to get up to my bed which i was so hyped about (laughs) um I am most, too yeah oh but most other people would be like that's so tough I'm so sorry for you and I was hyped I like was so happy like that's the kind of thing it's like oh yeah that's great also I can't bring anything up there with me I must have pockets <laughs> I can't take my phone up there <laughs> You're
0: like <gamma> I a backpack
2: <laughs> yeah no I literally packed a backpack I, it broke I had like a like a bar that stuck to the ceiling so I could like use a pulley system to get like stuff in a backpack and like that's not aesthetically pleasing, but to me that was like the Goonies esque like,
0: yes. like coolness,
2: you know. So. I
0: think that you know, things that are useful are important, and it and and I think a Goonies vibe, you know, though, storied and a little bit like cluttery, is very always useful.
1: <laughs> I, and the lofted, the the pragmatism of a lofted bed appeals to me so deeply. Yeah. Um, it is like recapturing unused space,
0: yeah, aerial the monster space under your own bed.
1: Um, my <laughs> son's room is fairly small. It's the smallest of, of the bedrooms. And so we're like, eh, maybe we could do a loft bed in here. And he is like <laughs> over the fricking moon. I'm psyched yeah. cause I like, it would be a fun project. And yes, like, I, so Casey, I, my, my aesthetic is like, it, it really has to have purpose. I don't mm-hmm. like you know, any frivolous decoration, anything that is not like really meaningful. I, I don't, I struggle to like, think of what we have. That's not really purposeful. Yeah. Um, we don't have a loft bed though, which I'm going to work on. I'm work yeah. on that with my wife.
2: <laughs> I went to, I went to a house that had, um, a climbing rope attached to one person's bedroom ceiling and a hammock at the top. And I was like, that's, the goal. If I ever get enough money to have a room where I can just have a hammock at the top that I climb a rope to, that's, I've done it. Like, you know, I'm so happy. That's how I decorate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so funny, because, like, what you're describing, Gary, is, like, this kind of, like, uh, uh, like a it's, like, a feature, like, almost, like, you know, like, a, there's, like, water features or, like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, that kind of, like, um, playful design stuff, but it's also, like, ridiculous. Like, I'm thinking about more ridiculous things. more yeah. like so 90s. And Kevin, I don't know if you remember this. but It's just like on the side of your house, like have a slide that goes like out your kid's window, like down into the ground. And it's just like, <laughs> why is this something people are doing? And it always felt so silly, but there is, I think there's an in-between. I think a climbing rope to a hammock is like a nice splitting the difference. <laughs> yeah. I, I,
1: yeah. That's just cool. If you can say you've got that in your house, that's pretty rad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Casey I have one more question um, yeah. First before I ask my other question I have a sub question Is the Mark Twain house Is that a Victorian house Like is that classified Do you know Like I think
0: It would be cons- uh, yeah. and uh, Like here come the letters But I think so <laughs> <laughs> Our house This ha- this house is Was built In the 1900s And I think Twain's was a little before that So Sure, sure. There's His is like a brick His is like brick Which was like um, d- I, a little different. A little I can older. hear
1: Julia shaking her head right now. Yeah, our and friend just Julia like, was a Mark two. Twain,
0: an employee at the Mark Twain House. She's going to come after me.
1: <laughs> I bring that up because your home is kind of in like roughly that neighborhood of Hartford, like beautiful Victorian homes. I wonder, and we've performed at the Mark Twain House many times and have a great relationship with the people over there. It's an amazing spot if people haven't been there. Um, but that I wonder how many homes. Like yours, beautiful Victorian homes in that neighborhood of Hartford are decorated in a true Victorian fashion, if any at all. I think you know what it, I mean? Like
0: I think it commands a lot of like you have to go full in because if you really yeah. look at like because I've been doing this guy's like I've been going on Pinterest, even though I don't, I shouldn't because it's like it's, it's
1: but just, you're worried you it, answers, yeah.
0: it, it only asks more questions. <laughs> <It> only raises <laughs> more questions. <laughs> Because when you look at real Victorian stuff, I mean, that is cozy, cluttered, yeah. you know, to a T. Heavy,
1: pat. I feel like heavy patterns and heavy fabric and
0: draperies. Everywhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just, Lots of like textures to wallpapers and ceilings. Is that right? Like, is that my own? It's am I on... totally right. Yeah. It's
0: totally right. And I'm, if you guys go on Pinterest and you look up like, Modern Victorian Like it is cool like there is some cool Like renovations but I'm also just kind of like I don't know if I can
1: do this (laughs) That seems like a big commitment And that's way bigger than a pond That is like that's you know Like
0: a modern pond Is a much more manageable (laughs) Yeah uh, Project for me well
1: Cultivate the cozy
2: I'll cultivate
0: the cozy I think I think we've learned what I need to do Gary what are you worried about (laughs)
2: Um, so yeah, my uh, little worry is that my extended family believes I'm boring. Um, <laughs> that's my little worry that I bring to the table. What signs have they given you to make you to lead you to believe that they find you boring? I don't think, I just don't feel like, you know how when you know when people are interested in, like, you know how you just ask me that question to learn more about what I was asking? They don't do that. Like, <laughs> like I'll say something and it'll end there, like. There's no follow-up at all. Shift over to someone else. So. Oh my
0: god, so you have like a one chance. It's like, I gotta stun them
2: Yeah, and it doesn't work. Like, when I try, they feel it. Like, they're like, mm. So...
0: Wow! Tough.
2: How, how oh, are wow. the are these cousins,
1: uncles? Who who are we talking about with extended? Um, anyone who doesn't live. In <laughs> no, I, I don't want you to get these people in trouble,
2: like because I'm it's sure. It's anyone no, 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 though. No. It's
0: anyone who doesn't live in his house. He said. <laughs> yeah, no,
2: no, no. Anyone doesn't live in my house. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, okay, okay. Sorry. Which is yeah, it's cool. <laughs> um I think I don't know. I uh am I supposed to give more context in terms of like why I think this, or is it like you okay? Know, context. I'm to...
0: interested. I'm because I don't think you're boring. So th- I. Why do you think?
2: Yeah. Um. So, basically, um, I just I went to a boarding school in high school. So like, I lived at home till I was like thirteen, and then I went to boarding school, and then I'd come home for summers and breaks and stuff. And by that point, and then I went, and then I'm in college now. And so it's this like is
0: already cool. I just want a quick, quick uh uh like sports commentator. Uh, this is already cool. You had a secret life as a teen. Um, that, a private life. Um continue
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I
0: want to
1: yeah. ask so many questions already like
2: <laughs> yeah yeah right uh it's cool I feel so much better now this is what I wish <laughs> would happen in the past um so I, like I just I wasn't around like family that much like like breaks and Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and like holidays like I'd come around but like other than that I wasn't around much so it's like I feel like they also were just like he's he's off he's gone like he comes around it's like I don't know really what to talk to him about and so if he talks about, isn't that interesting? I'll be like, yeah, like, boarding school stuff, like hockey. And they'll be like, we don't really care about <laughs> hockey. It's kind oh, of boring. Yeah, guys. Um, so,
0: Do you think they're boring?
2: Mm, no, I think they're really cool to hang out with. That's why I wish they... <laughs> <laughs> I love my family. I think, I feel like I should lean in with that. Like, I do love them. So it's a cool, it's a cool vibe. Does no one else think that they're accepted extended family? Like, there's, like, a cousin...
0: oh like should we talk about our boring cousins
2: um yeah
1: i i had a follow-up for you based Mm -hmm. on like my family divides into two of like people who are um into being together and doing activities and people who are into being together and talking and like those two groups sometimes there's like it's hard because there's like And I I can I I feel good, like being able to kind of navigate both. Um, But there are people in my family who refuse to do small talk, catch up on like what's been happening through the years. But they'll go like, you know, for a hike Um, or we do a lot of like canoeing, which isn't not not to say um, just as an activity. They're very nice to be around if they're active. But, like, sitting around talking to them, it is brutal. So, I don't know. Like, is that at all, like... Because sitting around just talking can sometimes be hard. I don't
2: know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's that, like, they all kind of, like, know... I guess there's, like, a little bit of reminiscing. Like, they have experience. Mm, They've, like... In that same way of, like, maybe they've gone a hike or they've gone, like, to New York or something. Like, there's something that I didn't get to go to. And then, They have have that comment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, now we're talking about this. And I'll be like, I... I had, I don't, I didn't go, I wasn't there. That sounds really interesting. Um, that's cool. Or like, there were a big like storytelling family. So it's like, oh, someone has something interesting to say. Let's all listen to what mm. they say. And it's like, for me, even though I do comedy, like my family doesn't necessarily think that I'm <laughs> funny. So like, it's like, it's like me then telling the story of like something that happened that none of them were there for, or like a part of it just is kind of like boring to them. They're like, I can't verify that. Mm. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, you're a
2: big Sure. You went to Spain? Big... Sure. All right. Do you have any proof of that? Because yeah, we can not well, verify it. Hey, is your cousin Mark with you there? Was is it wait, well, your cousin Mark? You know, you know he parts crazy. Did he fart in Spain? No, Mark <laughs> wasn't with me. He wasn't with me at all. Well
1: then it didn't happen. If Mark
2: yeah.
0: That's so interesting that your family requires like a witness. Like to, to <laughs> like
1: a notarized affidavit, I think, is actually yeah. their preferred verification and
0: I want want to share some like commiseration a little bit with Gary because I think you're not alone I think you know I have a little bit of like um insecurity sometimes about feeling like I'm like a little bit of like a dork compared to my cousins or like a little too goody two-shoes compared to them or not as ambitious or like you know there's I, I think if I looked at any of them um but I guess I'm I'm speaking about my cousins because I'm just like thinking about it in like relation to them because um, we're similar age. But just being like, oh, yeah, no, those cousins are cool. Like they go to like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, raves in Detroit and I'm just, you know, a theater kid. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's definitely, I, I feel that kind of vibe. And, you know, it's, what you're describing is like really tough. Cause like, yeah, they, they, everyone feels really connected. And I think, you know, the good news is, is you're still young and there's still a lot of family connecting to do knock on wood for, for you and everybody there. Um, and you know, you're just kind of blossoming into the young adult space where uh-huh. you're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, and you're going to have like a lot to be connecting with them about, but it is hard because especially I, I don't have that private school experience. Um, and i can imagine if if that part of my life was spent a lot a lot of it away <laughs> um that kind of a, a lot of my stories come from that time so i i hadn't really thought about it that way but if i understand and i'm excited for you to kind of be like i'm not boring here we go let's yeah, do it
2: saving up stories in my arsenal next cookout when things are in person again i'm going to be the coolest person there so i <laughs> I'm so hype. <laughs> <Like, laughs> you don't even know. Like, I, like next time I'll be on the show and be like, you know, when you're too popular with your family, <laughs> I feel like I'm too popular with my family. Too many people
1: are calling you. Come yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> hey, wait, tell that story one more time <laughs> about his name. <laughs> did so cool.
1: I have to say, as someone who is well past uh, college age, I am extraordinarily envious of your stage in life right now there's like you know and 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 i don't say this to be like oh college is so easy it's so exciting it's so like open and um you know it's like and, and even like you know high school and the opportunity to go to a prep school and to go to go to college and spend your time in dc like there's so much that i'm just like wow i am so envious of that like um all the things that you're doing in that station in life
2: yeah, no, I'm, like, I'm super thankful for, like, the things that I've been able to do in terms of, like, sometimes I, like, especially over this, like, this time I've had to, like, on sticky notes, and keep a lot of sticky notes, like, just, like, write down the things that I'm, like, thankful that I've been able to do so far in my life, because sometimes I forget, sometimes I get stressed out, sometimes I forget, and it's, like, I had this experience, like, I should pause and be, like, thankful that I get to do that, you know, so.
1: I, like, you right got right? to research where trash goes. I have so well, many that, questions about that. I, it is
2: fascinating. <sighs> Where does trash like, go? Like, <laughs> it, like I think there's a conspiracy, but we don't have to get into that this time. Because
1: I like, learned it doesn't go in the hallway. How yeah,
2: it's not in the hallway. So where does it go? And you, I'm you I'm have the enough. answers. I I, yeah. I want to know,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> not the hallway. Um, let's uh we're gonna move into the big worries. And uh this week I'm gonna lead us off with um something that's been on my mind a lot because I am on a text, uh, a group text with uh, one of my best friends and one of my best friends from college and the best mm-hmm. friend from I in college fell out of touch for about 12 years where we did not uh, communicate uh, for a variety of reasons, but we were best friends. He was in my wedding Um we were like for three out of our four years of college, we lived together. Um, This dude was like one of my tightest, tightest friends. We fell out of touch. And at my wedding, he met this other friend from another part of my life who has remained one of my best friends. And the two of them have been close friends through the entire intervening period. When I fell out of touch with my college best friend. So this group text got put together a few months ago, and I am worried at how, like, awkward and, like, um, self-critical and self-judgmental I feel. Like, and I guess it's guilt, (laughs) like, about reconnecting with this old college friend uh, who I feel like I've been a really poor friend to. And um have been bad at like cultivating our friendship through the years. So I don't know I have this opportunity I feel like where this group text got put together by the other friend and just
0: y'all just the three of you Just the
1: three of us yeah, because we think the same bullshit is funny and our um, it started around Christmas time, holiday time with a thread about what are the worst possible, Uh, holiday cards that you could send and they were absolutely filthy and horrific and hilarious and really fun um but um yeah i don't know if i described that dynamic well where um yeah this buddy that i have been friends with forever and I, i haven't talked to him of whether it's a deliberate attempt on his part to bring the two of us back together um my college friend and i but um Rekindling old friendships is tricky is uh, i guess the crux of
2: the of the worry yeah and so just so I'm sure, clear you also you want to you want That's to be the person that you were friends
1: I do and i think the hurdle and impediment to that is um do i need to it's not necessarily like reconciliation but like how much do you address that you were a shitty friend or that you not even a shitty, like a, almost like an absentee landlord, like that you were just a bad steward of a friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a ton of like different issues and questions, I guess, but, um, the worry, you know, I, I don't know if I can distill it down in anything succinct, but it's just, uh, it, it feels so fraught with like stress yeah. to, to reconnect with this dude. Mm.
0: Something that I'm thinking about, and then I want to give Gary space too because this is only a short thought is that I know in other situations contexts like this and contexts in other kind of contexts is that if you're going to apologize or acknowledge it just do it one time um and, and don't
1: dwell repeatedly on it yeah. yeah yeah
0: that that is something i wanted to say
1: yeah I, it's also it's a weird like problem to have at my age because it's like, hey man, do you remember uh, that decade where we didn't talk to each other? Yeah, that decade was really weird. We're like, I I don't know, just it's kind of a reminder of how old I am, first of all, but also you know, that more than 10 years passed where I was a, I felt like, you know, a really poor uh, friend and compatriot to this person.
0: Yeah. Have um, you ever gotten into like the the shame spiral gary or kevin of like i know you're describing this kevin of like not talking to somebody and therefore not talking to them makes you feel ashamed about it and then you keep not talking to them because you feel ashamed about not talking to them
1: yeah
2: yeah yeah no that definitely happens to me all the time especially with like like high school connections and stuff or like you kind of, and it's always weird how it happens. I think that's the weird thing is like, you're trying to think back to like, how did this, like, how did we stop talking? I like, how do we fall out of touch? And usually it's like time, like you just don't always text someone every single day. But like, for me, it's always like, I've asked them to do something and then they couldn't. And it's not that I didn't want to talk to them anymore, but it was like, oh, I was like, oh, I'm gonna chill. They must be busy. I'm gonna chill, like asking them to do so many things. And then you kind of forget about it. And then you remember and it's like, oh, it's been a while, like don't do it. And then time just flies and so like mm. that's um weird i carry
1: it oh sorry go ahead
2: i thought casey brought up a good point of like bringing it up only once i was gonna say that like with one friend who's like still like he's my best friend now from high school and we fell at touch like once and it wasn't really even like an argument it was just like he came over to visit me one time and it just ended really weirdly because he had to leave early and like he had left for an hour to go see some, like, girl that he knew, like, at my school, which, like, was just weird, and then, like, I think I was, like, mad about something else, and then we just didn't really get to talk for too long, like, and then we just didn't talk for, like, a year, weirdly, and then, like, and it's, like, how did a year pass by with this, like, best friend, and, like, we talked again, and I was gonna say that, like, we slowly like bring it up and like, I feel fine with it. Like I understand like where I played a part, I think he does too. And that like, we just bring it up occasionally in terms of like, yeah, like there was a period of time where we didn't talk for a year. Like there was a gap, like there was clearly a gap and we're aware of it and we're okay with it. But I think it's different. It's also different in time, the span of time.
1: Yeah, That's, It's really interesting to hear you describe that. Cause it's like, it is odd, but it all seemed kind of benign, but also like still odd You know, like his his behavior in that moment and then the parting. And you can see that there, you know, reasonably would be like some awkwardness after, Um, you know, and and I I don't think there was any moment um, for us where we had that like um, kind of split. But Casey and, and Gary, you mentioned this as well of like there was like this excuse spiral not necessarily for me, like a shame or an embarrassment cycle, but like mm-hmm. it was a time in our lives where our careers were really busy and we were both having kids mm-hmm. and both getting married and both buying houses. And you can very easily just like neglect other parts of your life when you're super busy in one. Um, so it was almost like just not in a, not in a triage kind of way, but I don't know. It sort of was of it's like too
0: well, much, too like too much right now. I need to right. Like stop yeah. the dam.
1: This is what stop I'm going to cut off. Yeah. yeah d- stop that dam. Get that dam out of there. And I, this is a dude who's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Two capers that we had in, in college. Um, one, we had a buddy who was a tour guide um, and our freshman dorm had a balcony. And so this friend would guide tours right in front of our dormitory, which we would like first yell really inappropriate things at him while he was leading a tour just to screw with him. And then the admissions (laughs) office told us to stop doing that. They said that was not appropriate. So we started doing choreographed dance routines to boy band songs on the balcony (laughs) and would put it on like, here's the tour. It's time for our show. And would like do a full dance routine. Um, And we another one we did uh, at the time quit playing games with my heart. I think it's a Backstreet Boys song or an Insync song. Backstreet Boys. So he and I did a video where he went to a butcher shop and bought a cow's heart, and then we went around campus playing games with it. And it was like the, the <laughs> it was the stupidest bit you can you know, but like we're just like such friends with this giant cow's heart. And like I don't know. so that's a huge I, a cow's
2: heart is huge. I just it's huge like a heavy it's yeah. Heavy.
1: It was, I could be wrong. My recollection of it was, it was like 12 pounds or something. Like 10, yeah. yeah.
0: I just panicked Googled if that was by the Backstreet Boys and it is like freaking okay. God. Yeah. Anyway, it, it was like
1: <laughs> such a, such a funny dude. And uh, yeah. So now I'm like, I, I think it's an, a great like gift and hopefully an opportunity to reopen a door. Um, and yeah, I, I I think acknowledging it in, in some way is important. And making sure that it doesn't derail kind of the progress that you make is a challenge.
2: I I was going to say, I see the also like the weirdness in terms of like you're now you're still best friend, like someone that you've been able to maintain a relationship with is like best friends with him in a way that like, I won't speak for you, but like I would be like intimidating for me a little bit being like, like we used to be the close ones, you know, right. like are you now like you're he's the person you're close with. But like you're also like, but he's also still my cool person. So it's like a love triangle and where it's like dude. we are like you can't have him be a better friend to you than he is to me. But also like, how come he's better than me?
1: Like <laughs> You hit a oh, dude, a hundred percent. Like, absolutely. You are like on the nose with it. Um And yeah, it, it is intimidating. It also just makes me feel like more of a piece of shit (laughs) like you know this these two dudes met at my wedding and then they became really close friends while my friendship with this other dude fell apart you know you're like Mm -hmm. oh god that just sucks like i I suck but um yeah no you're absolutely right that dynamic is is very strange um they were both in the bay area and Mm. so the buddy that i was continually in touch with would be like oh yeah man i saw this Dude at a barbecue, like, uh, he says hi, and I'm like, oh, that makes me feel even worse. <laughs> you guys are yeah. hanging out at like, you know, Oakland, like,
2: barbecues and yeah. doing and rad shit together a little bit, like, yeah, me. yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it something that I had to do a lot of, um, kind of like just acknowledging it's okaying about is that not every friendship is going to um continue and like um and i think that the there's kind of like an interesting moment here where like the only thing that i mean obviously some things could as gary was kind of describing like the the interactions could, it might be a little bit challenging and that could be a problem but like it's definitely not going to be a problem if like you do choose for this to like move forward like there's no actual mm-hmm. consequences of that just like there's really no consequences necessarily of you kind of choosing to not kind of deepen this relationship again. I, I think that knowing it's kind of like, you know, what people say, like to do the interview, like you don't need the job kind of thing where it's like, not that you don't need this friend, but like kind of going into it being like, you know, not every friendship has to continue. And that, that kind of like relieves some of the pressure of being like, I gotta like rekindle this back to what it was. Cause you know, a decade ago, this is a big deck. This is a big decade of both of your lives and yeah you know it might be you might kind of return to each other and be dif- like a different kind of friend to each other in this moment which yeah. is kind of exciting um but at the same time like it and then it, again uh, uh eliminates the sort of pressure or expectation that it's got to be like and then we you know there's definitely truth to like and then we picked right back up like we never stopped talking but yeah. there's some truth to that and also that's kind of you know nonsense at the same time yeah
1: you're you have hit it again of like there's a superficial, superficiality to it that's like really comforting. And like we slip right back into the same humor and the mm-hmm. same, um, like, like chumminess. But then you're like, wow, the depth of this relationship is really gone. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I don't, you can't just snap your fingers and, and recreate that. Um, but, you, you know, a lot of the like bedrock that was there you know, you can fall back to and it's very comforting and super fun and um, kind of to harken back to to Gary's little worry, you know, it's like we have this accumulation of like six years of just like, you know, college and two years after college of like insane fun, like, you know, stuff yeah. that we did that's there still. So.
0: And nostalgia is nice. Like the yeah. loft bed, you know, like oh, <laughs> it, God,
1: it, that ladder,
0: you know. <sighs> It, there is something really nice about having somebody. Yeah, I mean, Don't
1: tease me, Gary.
0: <laughs> you know, like me. having someone to like, uh, we're all, you know, aging and forgetting and misremembering and all these things. So like having somebody to be like corroborate that you existed is cool. <laughs> yeah. But also yeah. it's, you're you created two human beings that are your kids and those are those are deep relationships it's like you can't have that many deep relationships sorry everyone sorry casey sorry facebook sorry everything you can't have that many (laughs) relationships i'm (laughs) relieved gary that
1: you reconnected with your buddy you know that that was um you, you would have not patched or mended but you were just like yeah we're we're good um
2: yeah yeah i forgot what even happened i feel like I don't even know what happened. I think he sent me like something on Instagram, like some meme or something on Instagram. And then I was like, I think I sent something back. And then I was like, I think I needed to do something. And I called him. And then I was like, Hey, like, do you want to like do X thing? And it like, and it like all came back. It took, it was like, it took a minute. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it was like, there were things that we were like, Oh, you didn't know that, you know, like that superficial question. Like, Oh, I didn't tell you about that. And it's like, Definitely didn't. There was like a year that went by. Like, let's right. be
0: real. You didn't tell me Definitely anything for a year.
2: You <laughs> told me about this. Why would I know?
1: <laughs> can I Can I ask, Gary? Um, in my head, I'm like, because I haven't had this experience of reconnecting with a really sincere, dear old friend. I have almost like a cinematic image of like what should happen of like a reconciliation moment and some cathartic kind of reconnective moment. Did, did you guys have that? Or was it more just like, um I mean, not even like a cinematic swooping music soundtrack coming in, but even just like a, a real moment of, of like laying it out, like what
2: you both are yeah. feeling. It definitely, it happened like two, t- like, I don't know if we ever talked about how we were feeling, but I think we realized like how much like our friendship mattered to each other in a way. Mm. Like, the first, well one time we did when I had called him I think he had like made some joke he was like bro you were mad at me and I was like I don't remember being mad but then it was like him saying that then made it, it was like yeah I was a little bit upset and then it was like oh it explains because he thought he was mad at me I thought he was kind of mad at me or annoyed about something and then it kind of just was like oh and we laughed about it like in a way where it was like no like I wasn't mad and like yeah it was a year but like like that's unfortunate that, that happened and then I w- visited him like during a spring break and I came to his campus. And like, we just like the night that we were there, we stayed up to like 4 a.m. just like talking about stuff, like our lot, like basically trying to catch up, not a year, but like kind of, and it was reminiscent of high school, but also like, it showed like how much, it was just like a bunch of stuff that we used to do together, but it showed how much, like we cared about this friendship that we like didn't stop really talking now. Like, so now we don't see each other, but we still text. I'll call him randomly, he calls me randomly. Man.
1: um so that's good nice gives me hope man thank you <laughs> no, I, I totally <laughs> think hope for yeah sure. yeah all right that's really well cool. thank you guys I, I do appreciate the uh kind counsel and you guys sharing your own uh experiences with that um let's get on to our final segment of the show gary are. your yeah. big worry
2: this one's it's a little it's a little bit general in terms of like <laughs> i think it's relatable, Um, but for me, I mean, coming to graduation, it's a typical like existential crisis, you know, like um, this quite, well, for me right now, what I've been asking myself is like, there's things that I say I want to do. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll be like, I want to be a comedian. I want to be some type of performer. I want to write, do comedy, right? Like there's some point I want that in my life and I want to be doing that. And there's a question of like, what does success in that look like? Which I'm not really clear on, but where my worry is, is that like, if I get the success that's like, prototypical of like someone who says they want to be comedian which is like let's say let's like television or something like that that I won't really be happy like that like turn like it seems like a lot of the people who do the thing are really upset by like the environment they're in and I feel like I see that a lot like even like my sister who wanted to be a lawyer her whole life the job frustrates her a lot and it doesn't seem very like glamorous in terms of when you're actually doing it in ways that like it feels good but uh I guess there's that's the worry is like I'm gonna work so hard to get something and then not be pleased with what the thing is, like realize it's not it.
0: Mm.
1: <sighs> Welcome to middle of your life. <laughs>
0: Whoa. How'd you get there it's, so fast?
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think it's amazing, and thank you for sharing that. We um I think finding satisfaction, I mean, I, I don't know, it's such an elusive, elusive thing. Um but I I feel like as I get older, I still find satisfaction in the things that made me satisfied when I was younger, if that makes any sense of like, um, you know, harken back to my worry, like friendships and connections with people are really, that's what satisfies me. So I have a job that it's like all about connecting with people, um, which is a less like objectively definable goal. It's not monetary. It's not power it's not prestige or title but it like connects to what for me is like a really elemental part of like satisfaction in life which is like this of like seeing Mm -hmm. people and talking to them and hearing them and trying to connect um so i don't know like i don't know if you can find that in a profession or identify like what is the elemental soul-based like satisfaction that you can feel good about
0: this is so. This is like so important. I think I have two two thoughts. The first one is that um, I I studied theater in school, and when I was graduating, I was like, I want to be a director. And like from like from the jump, like that path did not does not like is not a straight line. So I think that like that is one thing to know is that and anything that you want to do you're not going to do it first to get there which like you know like cuz you're smart yeah. and you know you know that but Thank i think <laughs> just always just always just constantly reminding yourself that like this is a windy road and um to try to not ever um even if you are getting paid to do something be strictly motivated or worried about the success of something only based on the amount of money that it's making you um if that makes any sense like yeah you should definitely if you if you're making money to do something that's still fine but i think if like if like the amount of it or the quality of the thing you're doing is like reliant on it like being successful financially it's like that's i think creatively that can be really tricky um, yeah. Even in C- like in CT Torco gigs, like sometimes I'd be out on stage performing. I'll just speak. I'll just speak about the specific example I'm actually talking about. And I'd be worried that if like I didn't perform well, that like it would be reflective on like the company financially. And I was like, oh my god, I cannot be thinking about this this way. I just wanted to give like an explicit, like a, a clear, explicit yeah. answer of something that that happened to me. Um, the other thing is that I I've met a lot of people um or uh, full disclosure I work in theater but I work in administration now I work at a university as opposed to at a, you know a specific theater um and I still have multiple like I still have like little gigs on like my after school activities as I call them um yeah. you know and you know part of doing those things is because you have to do what you have to do to you know to live and you got to take advantage of the opportunities that come your way in that moment. So like sometimes success isn't uh, it's like still, it's like you're, it's like you're still there. It's kind of like the success is just kind of like still being yeah. in the game as opposed to like all always like driving directly up a mountain to like your goal. Um, And people who some people aren't able to, um, feel satisfaction, even if they are successful. So I think that's important too. like satisfy you, you care about your family, like having, having it all, it all relates. And your gratitude posted, no thing. I'm so sorry. Is such a good thing. And that's Um, always going to make you, um, probably feel more successful and satisfied because you're introspective. You were going to say something, Gary, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> oh, no, I was just going to say, I mean, no, I think that, like, both, um, like, both those thoughts are, like, really great. I think that there's definitely, like, it's, like, multifaceted, like, and similar to, like, like, kind of like the question of, like, friendship, you know, um, that it's, like, there's so many elements to it, um, that, like, thinking about it from one side where it's about, like, what like w- like how do you stay happy without necessarily getting what you nece- like thought would be success when like at my age right now and then also the other question of like whatever you're doing, like how do you like stay happy like if you did find a success, like what's your satisfaction? and I think that like finding satisfaction in friends is definitely true for me like I find that like the moments where I'm happiest are like not from like stories of me doing like some set that I did for like stand-up scene, but like from some craziness that happened like from boarding school or college like, We're like, I remember on April Fool's Day, we like put couches in front of someone's door. They couldn't get out because they baby powered our room. And it's like remembering that experience is like that, like having time to spend, like quality time to spend with people, like having fun feels like also great. And like that you're doing, like you're connecting with people, that you're doing these things that like you can do independent of whatever your job is. Yeah,
1: like a career in Hollywood, like a career in movies and TV. I feel like pursuing that is it's no different than pursuing a career in venture capital or in like real estate investment. It's really hard. It takes talent, it takes drive, it takes like tons of commitment. But like for you or for anybody to go pursue that, it's like it takes the same skill set as being a doctor, you know. Not not the yeah. same skill set, the same process, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and that within hollywood um people that i went to college with are very famous and are working every day and making a good living and being comfortable i think along that continuum is i I don't know that's an individual question um because within being a physician or being a banker or you know whatever it is it's like there are people who make a ton of money and have like these traditional metrics of success at a high level and others who are content and happy and survive and live good lives by their standards. Um, And I don't know, that's a a tough thing to reconcile. And so I don't know if that like kind of bridges the two questions of like a a career in the arts. I think as Casey and I both have like experienced, um, it's hard, but no harder than any other field i don't know if that's naive to say or not but
0: the one thing i'm curious gary like i um something that i like doing is like both like consuming certain um like when i start finding people that i'm like i really like their stuff like i'll start trying to find their like you know podcasts or conversations with them to kind of like hear about their process and so like i'm sure that's something you do but if if like you haven't like i think that talking about other people's journeys of like the work that they like if you like their work like looking at their journeys i think is also good because it yeah it shows the windy path it shows the windy path
2: yeah no i definitely that's definitely like one of the like the nicest things about like especially now with things being so digital like the point where you don't need to like ask for a DVD, like you can just find it online, go on YouTube. It's will be put on Netflix, on Hulu type of thing. You can watch documentaries, you can see YouTube videos, find a podcast, is getting to like listen to all that because it is like, I was talking to my friend who like wants to do music. Um, and we were talking about how like, when you're in a family that doesn't necessarily either understand that goal or, ha- or have any like connections in that space where you can talk to someone about it, Right. that like podcasts, documentaries, like those things are the next best thing. Cause even though you can't speak with them, they're speaking in a language that you understand and are passionate about. Like they're saying a thing that you feel, like you're like, mm-hmm. like they are like I think there is on Netflix I watched this. I'm not Jerry Seinfeld isn't my favorite comedian. Hopefully this doesn't get back on the, the letters show.
0: are coming in.
2: Shots <laughs> fired. Yeah. Watch out, but Jerry. I think he's definitely good. Um and I watched a document <laughs> he's definitely good. He's um, good. I watched a documentary He'll called do like right. Jerry Seinfeld comedian, where he like comes up with he has to come up with new material post like Doing a show where he did all of his stuff, like everything he had had before, and it showed like him struggling, like like he's got to think of new things. Like he wrote them down, and some of the jokes don't work. Like he's struggling. Like people are like, "Are you supposed to be funny?" Like people heckling him in the crowd. Like he's scared if he can come up with material, and he's saying things that it's like, "Yeah, no." Like even on like the small scale that I'm on, like I can understand that language, or like hearing someone on a podcast be like, "This is the thing about the Joker." Here's a premise. Like here's a thing. Like you feel like people out there have had a similar experience to you. And so you're not alone in the same way that like, you might've felt like years prior. So like, it, like, like would have been if you didn't have access to like hearing these people talk. So so thank you for also the suggestion. Well, I,
1: in, I mean, in, in every field, again, this is not, not intended as advice, just as an observation of like, <clears throat> pardon me. No matter what the field, like the people who are willing to work the hardest are the ones who succeed. Um, And I think acting, writing, the arts, it attracts a lot of people who have talent, but also tend towards like some level of delusion where they think things will happen without the effort. Um
0: or they don't have access but, to the tools that they need to know, like how to do the work, right? Certainly, like, yes. I think yeah. the, you, the point you make, Gary, about people are like no one speaks my language. I don't they, I don't no one's speaking to my feelings. Sorry to interrupt Kevin, but I do no, think I, that's also true. No, you're right.
1: And I, I didn't mean to kind of diminish or devalue no, no, that, that element of it. But it's like, it's like work ethic, you know, mm-hmm. you see it in every single field. And and I, I think part of the the thing of like the access to You know, like for me, it was like when I first found WTF with Mark Maron and you're like, wow, this is like such candid conversations behind the curtain of like what this is all about. Like all of those, the common theme is work ethic. (laughs) Like every single person just puts in the work and that doesn't guarantee success. But I think for, you know, most people, it guarantees some level of um, quality of life that I don't know, probably is, is pretty manageable.
2: And there's something like satisfying about getting better too. Like, I feel like like, getting better, it feels like, it feels good to know you like, I was bad at this thing. And now I'm better like improv. Like I remember the first time I ever did improv was in high school. And this person would eventually become my advisor, like in high school. And like a close mentor to me that I still talk to now, but like, it was like a theater. It was like the theater week of like their arts program, like my freshman year. And he was like, all right, do some improv. And in my mind, I was like, I'm a funny dude. I could do this. Like, I also like tried. I just I was not I was just, I was like the no but person. Like, I was like, I don't like that initiation. I'm going to change it type of thing. And like, I remember I did that, like, in the very first time I was on stage and he like stopped the whole thing. And he was like, Gary, that was literally the worst thing you could have done. Like, he <laughs> texted the wrong thing. I said, yes, and you said no, but like you did as a huge no but. And it's like now it's like to say that like I'm a senior, like doing improv, um, getting to do it like at CT Comedy Theater, and like loving it in a way that's like I'm better than I was there because like I worked on it and I kept doing it. Um, feels good. Like, and I love so that you made. so
0: good, Gary. Yeah. Like you're so good. Like, and I don't know. Like there's so many different spokes and pads like you can continue on now so just like do the thing you want to do like and uh take care of yourself like take take care of yourself but like also just like do it because like i think that your work ethic your smarts and your talent will lead you to a place of satisfaction but also take care of yourself
1: <laughs> I, we had an interesting conversation kind of in the same realm with Laura Um, she's you know we were just talking about like one of the themes was talent aligning with ambition and that you know hopefully you find whoever you are whatever you're pursuing like something that you know whatever you aspire to and whatever your ambition is like hopefully your talent kind of aligns with that Um, and yeah dude you're (laughs) everything I've seen you do ever was like Blue, <laughs> blew the hair that I don't have blew it back oh, um,
2: I appreciate that <laughs> thank you
1: and also I love that you made a video for like a, dr- like a humorous video for addressing the trash problem it's you clearly know, and,
0: your language yeah, and it makes me laugh so hard that like your family is just like the, Gary I, doesn't have honestly, it honestly nope. the whole situation is funny like writing <laughs> like, like it's hilarious that you are so funny and your family does not find it interesting at all no, so i think
2: <laughs> <laughs> i guess that is funny to some some people find that funny, That's
0: funny. <laughs> Like it's really heartbreaking and hurts my feelings yeah,
2: no, it's a real thing i but, think jerry uh, seinfeld would find it funny he, yeah. would, he would be
1: able to cultivate that no for
0: one it. thinks i'm funny anymore
1: what yeah. happens when your family thinks you're not very funny <laughs> they look at me with blank stares.
0: stairs <laughs> i don't know
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i it's i mean I'll, I'll go back to something i said earlier like i'm so envious of your position you know like what you know where you are um just like in not not you gary but like in the possibilities for what is next um yeah. it's freaking hard <laughs> it's like stressful and i know it's not i don't mean to imply that it's easy yeah i want but, to
0: validate this worry yeah, yeah. of
1: what? course but like you know you also have like the world at your you know i don't know potentially you know, at your doorstep
0: gary when the world is at your fingertips and you can decorate your house however you want
2: it's there will be a climbing it. rope,
0: <laughs> climb, going climb, that rope. Going <laughs> climb that rope going up y'all <laughs> this has been so fun gary we we got to do this again sometime
2: yeah yeah <laughs> bring me back. <laughs> <laughs> We're
1: going to check in with you. Yeah. Next year and see where you are.
0: What's going <laughs> on. Um, oh my
2: gosh.
1: Well, Gary, thank you so much. We're going to do uh, some recommendations right now. Um, at the top of the show, we recapped and talked about some things we had recommended uh over the last couple of episodes, Casey, do you have a recommendation for
0: this week? I do, Kevin, and it doesn't mean that you have to like buy well, anything or do Oh. Any-
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to give me something else I have to buy.
0: No. No. Or do anything. No, no, no. no. Okay. So, you may have seen this. This is a show on HBO Max called The Great Pottery Throwdown. It's basically the pottery version of Great British Bake Off. Wow. Um and the reason why I want you to watch it, um Kevin and Gary, if you uh if you have the time to spare I know school is busy but the the reason why I love it is there's a host on the show who is so emotional and so passionate about pottery that he Mm. chokes up and cries when like basically like anything happens he picked up a pot and it was like a good weight for the pot and he cried um, he saw a contestant because having a hard... Because the
1: weight he was, was like, correct?
0: He was like, it, it's just... It's, it's the proper, proper weight! Like, he's just like, so... Wow. And, and I'm watching it with Nate, and he's like, what is going on? I'm like, if you don't understand what this feeling is, then... It's I'm learning more about myself through Nate not understanding this man's reaction because mm. I have had moments of tearing up because like you're so proud of something that's like kind of not your place to be like proud of or like it's like oh a moment of beauty so fleeting that it like kicks you in the back of the throat and is like cry. <laughs> um, so that's why I like it because it really is the first time I've ever seen this experience depicted in a person and he's just a. De- He's just delightfully um emotional.
1: That's awesome. I will check it out. <laughs> yes. Um l- my daughter is obsessed with the Great British Baking Show, so we will see if it's the baking or the I mean cuz it's it's like that, right? It's a yeah. it's a yeah, so or if it's the competition style show that she's really enamored with. That's um awesome. I have a show recommendation for you as well. Um on Amazon Prime Upload, it's Greg Daniels' new show. Uh, Greg Daniels of King of the Hill and The Office and Parks and Rec, amongst many others. But it is, um, uh, my wife and I thought it was awesome. We just tore through it. It was like great, great show. Smart, good commentary, good humor, good acting. Greg Daniels, like one of the the best there is. And um, yeah, I'm curious to see if you like it as well. Um, We loved it uh a couple that we typically respect and like align with their uh humor they thought it was okay but we thought it was fantastic so you're
0: cutting them out
1: they're done they're dead to me i erased that text chain it's it's gone (laughs) yeah gone
0: gary before we go do you have i know we you want to check you out on twitter is there anything else do you have a recommendation to share with us do you have anything you want to plug do you just want to like give a shout out to the world before we go
2: Um well obviously I want to shout out the world, shout out world. Um, I also yeah, still like follow me on Instagram and Twitter at GB Simons15. Um and no, I'm just really grateful to be on the show. Um and yeah, no, this has been a fun time. It's cool to talk about worries.
0: Thank you so much for carving out the time. I hope everyone feels a little less worried. And uh we'll see you guys next time. And Gary, we'll see you soon, hopefully.
1: Hopefully we see you soon. Yeah. Everybody, don't forget to cultivate the cozy.
0: Cultivate that cozy. Bye.